When you turn in your hymnal to page 56, your hymnal being Let's Go Bourbon, available at Amazon.com, you will come across the name George Garvin Brown, a pharmaceutical salesman turned distiller, opened what would later become the Brown Foreman Distillery, joined the Kentucky Bourbon Hall of Fame in 2002, and because of him, the people at Old Forester Fingers Malloy celebrate a birthday. They celebrate his birthday, George Garvin Brown, and they celebrate it with the Old Forester birthday bourbon, and we happen to have in front of us the 2021. It is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Good to see you, everybody. You can applaud. You can cheer. It's fine. All right. <laughs> Everybody, fingers Malloy, everybody is so concerned about doing it wrong because we have the live the live non-studio studio audience Yeah, tonight. this is new for us here at Blend uh, Bar Cigar in Indianapolis. But uh, So I'm, I'm really curious right off the bat with the birthday bourbon. Is it going to taste like birthday cake? It will taste exactly <laughs> like birthday cake. And thanks to JR who actually brought you some marzipan. So I'm very know excited. What it tastes like. We're actually giving away shots of this in the second hour. Birthday bourbon is a bourbon that is rare and people collect and they try to collect all the birthday series this bottle was given to me as a gift for something that i had done for a charity event you can purchase this bottle fingers malloy for about 130 dollars if you can find it in a retail location but you cannot find it in a retail location <laughs> so people will often go to a secondary market on the secondary market this bottle is $1,500, Fingers Malloy. One five followed by two zeros, a decimal point, and then some other zeros. So you're selling it right outside. I am drinking it because I believe that bourbon should be enjoyed with good people. And the good people we've got today is Brian Brian Lerman, bartender extraordinaire. There it is. Over here at Blend Bar Cigar and Jeff Clark from the Indiana Liquor Group. Uh, he also runs a Taste, for a Taste for Whiskey podcast. I'm just so excited about the birthday <laughs> bourbon. Uh, right? Jeff, uh, right there. This birthday bourbon, Fingers Malloy, comes in at 104 proof. A hand, ladies and gentlemen. Anything over 100 proof. Getting the applause from Fingers Malloy. Now, Jeff, I... I, I texted you and said, hey, you know, you, you joined us for the 10-year pappy, right? The old rip. Yeah. And then I said, I got a bottle of a 2021 birthday bourbon, which is the second highest proof of the series. It started in 2000, so they're about to release the 2022, but only by lottery, which is a crazy story. Yeah. And you're like, for 104 proof uh, Old Forester birthday bourbon, where do I have to be and when? Oh, yeah. I canceled my vacation plans. The man, he's uh, actually well, heading off on a cruise tomorrow, Fingers Molly. I know how much you love cruises. Yeah. They're, they're death ships. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. enjoy. Yeah. The that's SS that's what they say. The SS Salmonilla. <laughs> It'd be a great trip. You know, if something happens. <laughs> but this is one of those bottles, Jeff, oh, that people are like, how do I get my hands on one? And collecting the entire series. I mean, that could go for a lot of dollars. Oh, absolutely. I, I can't even think of the price that that would be. Probably. If you had the full set. To have the full set. I, I couldn't even imagine. And I think it's good to have the 2021 because that's the age, of course, 21, uh, that you can drink. Those glasses right there in the Glen Cairn glass, they're sitting over there, and we're over here. Let us pass these out. Fingers Malloy. I'm on it. You want, you want to do that? You want to pass it out? Sure. All right. Gosh, bless you. The bottle design on this is actually very unique, much different than what the old Forrester bottles are. That's a, a, a much a standard straight bottle that, that you would see. This in this very squat decanter style, this massive cork, uh, Jeff, they wanted to let you know right from the beginning, this almost has a, uh, a what is the, the, the brandy that I'm thinking of? 
that that has this kind of uh, of, of of look to it. King George, is it the Louis King, uh, the Louis the Thirteenth, yeah. Louis Trey. Mm-hmm. So that's the kind of look we we've got here. We start with the nose, gentlemen. We uh, start with the nose and a look at the color, which is this. You know, in here inside, sometimes a little more difficult uh, to tell. But is that now? Is that color amber, Brian, or is that color copper? Do you? I, I said copper from the start, but I, you know, I'm half blind, so. Well, then you're not the guy to ask. But that nose, that nose is sweet candy, that's, Jeff. That's man. unbelievable. That, I'm going to have to say that this nose rivals that of the uh, Rip 10. Oh. Maybe, maybe even a little bit more. I nose. think it's bigger. I, think it's, I a, think it's way yeah. bigger. So bigger meaning what, Brian? Str- like, air, like pouring it, when I was pouring it, Jeff could smell it you know, four feet away. Yeah. Like, I mean, just having it open. So I think the nose is just bigger and more pronounced. And it's, you know, the... The, the Van Winkle had that great nose, but it was soft. Like it was soft. This is aggressive. This, yeah. is, this is bourbon. I could smell it from four feet away, yep. too, but it was a, a pleasant. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's not off-putting. No, right. not Absolutely. at all. <laughs> you got your nose into this. What are you getting off of this? What do, you, what do you feel off this nose? I'm getting that sweetness and a little bit of oak as well. Um, 100%. Yeah, it's, it's not the, 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 the sweetness of the fruit, maybe a cherry, um, is it, it's there. It, it's much more prevalent than the oak, but those are the two notes I'm getting. They don't disclose mash bill on this. Mash bill being the percentage of corn to the percentage of any other grains that they have in there. You oh. have to be at least 51% corn to be a bourbon. But the theory is that we're talking about mid-70s in terms of 70% corn, giving this uh, the, the sweetness right off the bat. Oh, yeah, we, we know. It's 72, 18, 10. Is so, that right? Yeah, so we're at a 72% corn with an 18% rye. And so, the 10% is malted barley? Yeah, 10% malted barley. So we're, we're, we got that heavy, sweet corn in there, and we've got just a, an, I'd say kind of a low rye, but just a nice to give you that little bit of spice. But Old Forester doesn't really want to be known as a spicy bourbon. They want to be known as kind of in the middle of that classic note. So you're going to be not too sweet, but not too spicy. Would you argue, Brian, that, that over the last couple of years, the COVID years, Old Forester... I always thought Old Forester was something that people thought of in more of that well kind of situation. But they, they have so many. In the, if it was cigars, I would refer to them as facings. They have so many different styles of Old Forester. I think COVID has helped them pick up as a brand dramatically. Absolutely. I think a lot has to do with, you know, they really pushed the dated series that, that 1897, 1910, 1920 really got strong. And then also opening up that tasting room downtown Louisville was huge. Like having, having that spot downtown Louisville really was big for their brand. But I, I, Old Forester is one of those. They've got something for everybody. They've, they've got a lock for every key. Are we ready to drink this thing? Oh, yeah. Do we have time to drink this oh, thing, goodness. Fingers Malloy? Uh, we've got a minute 30. Oh, that's enough time for us to drink this thing. Raise your glasses of whatever it is you've got. Get some old Forester where you are uh, to your health. L'chaim, salute. Here we go. Uh, don't try and say L'chaim, guys, if you're not used to it. You'll choke and die right there on the spot. They have taken the sip. Fingers Malloy. By the way, were you ready for this? Uh, he's a little, he's a little bit mouthful right wow. now. Yeah, I've been ready for this all day, all week, all month. Uh, boy, there's a spice on the tongue that 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 stays there. Not a real uh, burning going down of warmth into the chest. Cherry and oak, just like I said before. We've you know got a little bit of limited time here, so I'll move on. No, that's quite all right. We've got it all the time in the world, Jeff. Oh, I, fingers, you nailed it. I mean, it is just it's Michigan cherry. 
Yeah. It's it's just it's, that's why he loves it so right. <laughs> it's right there, and I mean, and the spice is all in the mid palate and the front of the palate, and when it hits that throat. It really starts to soften up, but it is just big. You're right, Brian. And that mouth feel. I thought off the like first in my mouth, I expected more burn. I thought it was gonna be yeah. I thought it was gonna be sharper like on the first sip, but it was so soft and mild on my tongue. And then and then that cherry just popped and I got I got some nice subtle smoke in there. Yeah. Um, the oak was definitely prevalent, but that cherry was it's I mean, big cherry. Well, the only person wow. not to have a sip is me. <laughs> I will do that. In just a moment, find everything at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. The people have come out to win their chance to drink with us and bless their soul. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. So the old Forrester birthday bourbon, I haven't had my sip yet. This is the 2021, and this is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Good to see everybody out here at Blend Bar Cigar in Indianapolis, Indiana. We have cigars to smoke, Fingers Malloy. We have $1,500 bourbon to drink. Happy Labor Day to you and yours. It's Labor Day weekend this weekend. This is our job. And it is Bourbon Heritage Month. It begins today, joined by Jeff Clark. He is the brain behind A Taste for Whiskey podcast. You can find that at Instagram and with the Indiana Liquor Group and Brian Lerman, bartender extraordinaire here at Blenbar Cigar. You see, the second time around, I, I got it all. Now, I'm going to do my sip of this. You were talking about cherry. You were talking uh, uh, about, about oak. The problem, Fingers, is... Very often when you're starting with bourbon, you have no idea how to identify a flavor. You know there is a flavor. And so sometimes you'll say fruit, and then that could develop into a conversation about dark fruit. And then that could develop, Brian, into a conversation about stone fruit. In your progression as a man who drinks professionally, uh, I wasn't trying to be funny, but man, it's true. Where, 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 does, where do you think the, the moment hits? Is there, is there an amount of study? Is it individual palate? When did you start being able to say, wait a second, I know that's more than fruit. I, I understand what that is. I think it was drinking with people that help you articulate it. You know, like you've got this taste on the tip of your tongue and, and it's not so much that you need them to tell you what it is as much as like you can't place it until you hear it. And just, and also just, you know, they've got tasting wheels and things that like, you know, that help you through the progressions of flavors. Uh, but I think just sharing the whiskey with people or sharing any spirit with people is the best way to like articulate those points because you t- sometimes, especially as a young drinker, you can taste them. You just can't identify it. So I just took my first sip, my first sip of the old Forrester birthday bourbon, 2021, $1,500 bottle on the secondary market. None of you said it was hot. That's hot. That is that is almost cinnamon esque, hot fireball. It it is not fireball. <laughs> you terrible human being. Um, this is screaming for a cube. Am I am I the only one who gets that? Jeff? I was gonna. I I'm, I'm out on the cube. I love the way this feels. I love the way yeah. it tastes. Everything about it is perfect for me right now. Literally in my cheeks. Really heat in my cheeks. I did not get that with the old rip whatsoever, Jeff. Am I am I off base? No. Did I did I eat something strange? No, and and you're explaining the difference between the rye and the wheat. Mm-hmm. So the wheat is a lot more softer, so you're not going to get that spice, but this is what I would associate to like a pepper. Not not a not a hot, not like a, you know, not like you're drinking hot water or 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 in really ethanol, but more pepper. Like that pepper. 
I, I could see that. The other thing, too, is, you know, if you can get your hands on this, you, you go ahead and drink it. But do, if you have the opportunity to choose when, doesn't this feel like something that is more enjoyable in the fall, uh, in, in the winter? Because well, I mean, that, we wait until September. That, right? Because of that way, yeah, it still feels like summer outside, though. And it, it, technically, it is summer. But don't you feel like that because of that mouthfeel and that, that, that sensation in the notes? Yeah. It's more of a fall. So I, I think, think that's that bourbon th- in general, though. Like, yeah, but there are definitely some bourbons mm-hmm. that, that could play better in the summer than, than in the winter. But you mentioned Smoky. I think that's there mm-hmm. as well. Do we have an, an age statement on, on this? Uh, 12. 12 years. Yeah, 12 years. Yeah. So this is 12 years in the barrel. So uh, bourbon, if it goes in the barrel, comes out of the barrel, literally same day, it's still bourbon. It has to be two years in the barrel mm-hmm. to be a straight bourbon. It has to be at least four years before you get to the idea of uh, NAS or no age statement on it. So sometimes you'll see bourbons not putting an age statement uh, on their bourbon. They don't, want, they don't want to let you know. They keep that a secret. 12 years is a dang long time. It's a long time to have as a retail only $139 a, a, a bottle. Um, is, is it, do they have a version of this at less years so you could compare to? Like it, when we talk about uh, Pappy Van Winkle and, and, the, and the old rip, if you were to get some of the Wellers, you could find, like as you describe it, Jeff, uh, a baby Pappy. Yeah. Right. You can find yeah. that. Is there a version of this out there like that? So the, the birthday bourbon is actually it's just a blend of different barrels and each year could be different. So that so the, the range has been since 2002 up to, you know, 2022, which it'll be released tomorrow, is you've got a range of nine year up to 14 year. You've got the 12 year here and the proof range has been anywhere from 90 all the way up to 115 or I'm sorry, 105. 105 yeah. So you're, I mean, you've got what I would, for my liking, you probably got one of the better ones. We were talking about Old Forester mm-hmm. and talking about these names that are starting to really come back. And, and, and maybe I'm off base, Fingers, about where I thought the Old Forester name was. But we have reviewed now a series of Old Forester products. Some we've really enjoyed. Some we've said, all right, maybe not for, for, for our palate. But there's this giant conversation, I think, of name comeback because of COVID and people were home and they, it was easy to get drunk. Yeah. And the thing is, too, Old Forester to me is one of those uh, whiskeys, bourbons that you would see uh, in, in a rail. They call it rail on the East Coast. We call it, you know, well, well whiskey. Yeah. Um, so I think that because of that, because so many people see an Old Forester bottle at well, uh, option that they think, oh, well, it, it can't be all that good because it's a mixer. People are putting Coke in it and, and stuff like that. Clearly, that's not the case. Absolutely. I, you know, I think they said back in the day, you know, Old Forester was the perfect cocktail, right? The mm-hmm. perfect mixed drink for, for making great whiskey cocktails. Mm-hmm. And that, that's exactly what Jackie Zyken was saying when she was talking about kind of their brand at the time. But then when they released the Whiskey Rose series, they took it from they took it from a, as you say, a well to almost premium, you know. And I would argue that Old Forester Prohibition, uh, Prohibition the nineteen twenty, is the best bottle that you can get right now that you can actually find. It is unbelievable. It's terrific. One hundred and fifteen proof. It's beautiful. There's. It's usually retails around forty bucks. I mean, it's it's gorgeous. The 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 nineteen twenty is amazing. So, fingers, you have a chance to pick this up. For $139. You picking it up? Absolutely. Are you picking it up so you can resell it or are you picking it no, up to I'd drink it? No, I pick it up it? to drink it. Uh, but my, my question to you, Brian, is when you get a bottle like this, and I'm not necessarily this bottle, but you know, because the secondary market, 
you know, you're, you're looking at $1,500. If you find a rare bourbon like this, what can someone expect uh, to pay for a pour uh, at, at a lounge like Blend. Uh, well, so the last year, you know, obviously we can't speak to this year because we don't know if we're going to get it or not. But last year we sold it. It was like forty five was the pour on it. Um, so which that's I mean, crazy good. Yeah, it's absolutely yeah, yeah. I mean, we sold it in a day. We sold the whole bottle in a day. Yeah. Yo, but, you only yeah, got one bottle. Yeah, we got one <laughs> bottle and we sold it in a day. But I mean, at forty five bucks, like we didn't we didn't juice the market. We hit it the way we thought we should. Hit it was in and out. That's why I think it's so important to mm-hmm. when we we do a, a bottle like this to talk to people about. Okay, they, well, they immediately should not think to themselves, "Well, this is out of my price range because it's fifteen hundred dollars a bottle." It's very possible they could run into it uh, by by luck in in their favorite lounge. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, and you know, but also don't hold our you know number accountable to other people, right? You know, I mean, we've got a, a big collection, and so it's nice for us to be able to do something like that and roll it out quick. Um, you know, I don't blame a bar for selling it for a hundred dollars a pour when they can, you know, you got to make make your juice when you can. It is the old Forrester birthday bourbon 2021. And we have, we have some lovely people who joined us, uh, to, uh, to enjoy this. And uh, they're, they're going to, don't applause judge. You, you got to wait for the sign. You got to wait for the sign to go up. And, um, I, I think what we need to do is, uh, we need to, uh, uh, pour a little bit for everybody here. So Brian, pour a little bit for everybody here. Let's have ourselves a little birthday celebration. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Let's do it. So is the juice worth the squeeze? Is it worth $1,500? Any bourbon out there, it's Eat, Drink, Smoke. Tony Katz, that right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. The crowd is silent because each one has... A pour of Old Forester Birthday Bourbon 2021. Uh, you've been working uh, the nose on that. And, and Jeff, go over it again. When, you, when you've got a bourbon that comes out once a year like this, that's 12 years old, as rare as this, that nose, what is it that you were getting on that nose? Oh, man, I was just getting that classic note. I was getting oak. I was getting cherry, uh, some, some red fruits. And, uh, and now I'm starting to get a little more vanilla now we were talking about. And maybe the spices subside a little bit. But, but that, you know, you, were, you nailed it, Fingers. I mean, just cherry and, and oak. It's interesting that you bring up vanilla because I'm getting a little bit of sugar cookie now yeah. that I wasn't getting before. So well, I think you're making things up. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I think. Uh, to the people assembled, we, we, we brought people out. We said we were going to give out some pours. We... Poured a, poured a glass for everybody. Uh, to your health, everybody. Drink, Cheers. enjoy, Cheers. try it. The 2021 birthday bourbon from Old Forester uh, right there. And while you're drinking, allow me to tell you, this is not for my palate, and I don't know what's wrong with me. It's a $1,500 bourbon. It has the bit of oak that I enjoy and I'm searching for in a bourbon. Something neat is not working for my palate. And people would tell me I'm a heretic. I'm out of my damn mind. I don't know if I'm out of my damn mind. You like what you like in this world. Absolutely. You can't feel Amen. that, you know, you know, threatened into, pressured into liking it. But, but Brian, I, I, it was that cinnamon in the cheek that I was like, mm, that's not what I'm here for. You know, baking spice and like that cinnamon thing is a especially with brown form and stuff. And it, it's a, it's a characteristic, mm-hmm. you know, Woodford brings it along too. Um, it's, I love the way this feels. Like I love the mouthfeel on this. I, I, you know, the that malted barley gets you the oil, like that big oily, like you know, it's super leggy on the glass. But I mean, if it's, hey, that's, 
you know, when it comes to cigars and bourbon, I'm almost kind of happy when there's something out there that I that isn't for me. That way, I just know I know I know I'm not just a schlub for everything out there. You know, so, so, so you know that you have a palate. Uh, yeah, it's not it's something not, you have yeah. faith in, right? Exactly, and you know, it's just because I think that I wouldn't drink this with any water or ice doesn't mean you should be. Oh, ridiculed. I'm definitely yeah. going to add yeah. it to a cube. Yeah. As a matter of fact, yeah. I need a cube. Yep. I need a cube. I got it. I have to do. It. We move things to a cube all the time. Fingers, Malloy. But are but are you going to move yours? It's our job to do so. Yeah, it's we a do fine it job. for Eat, Drink, Smoke Nation. Uh, I'm going to put a few drops of cool water in it first to see what it does. Uh, to see if that that the heat that you're talking about dissipates a little bit. Uh, you know, sometimes when we do that, it ends up killing the fruit, and and it, maybe it'll bring out more of the oak. Maybe it'll bring out more of that spice. I don't know, but I, I do think that we have to, at this point, do something, whether it's a little bit of cool water or on the ice. People get afraid, Jeff Clark, from a Taste of Whiskey podcast. You can find it on Instagram. Um, your palate is exceptional. You've got the best palate I know. People fear adding a cube, putting it on a big rock, adding water, as if somehow that is just such a wrong move to make. It's an insult. Like, Ketchup on a steak, it's an insult, I, I, I tell you. Uh, it's not an insult. No, no, not at all. You know, we always say the best way to drink bourbon is the way you like to drink it. But more importantly is that's how you grow your palate. You know, you're not going to know if you haven't tried it. And, that's, and you can also begin to understand how water and cube will change the profile of that whiskey. So it, it absolutely is appropriate. Now, in some instances, you like what you like. And you're like, man, I really don't want to change this because, you know, there has been times I've had a very nice bourbon. You had a couple drops of water and you're like, well, crap, I lost everything that I loved about it. You're right. <laughs> it's true. Oh, it is the truth. Yeah. OK, huh. well, you bring up uh, ice versus uh, a couple drops of cool water. And, you know, the, the, the theme seems to be you be you. You do what you want. Absolutely. But let's talk about if you've ever seen anyone try to put a mixer in something like this. And, what's, <laughs> and if you have, what's the most unusual thing you've seen someone try to put a mixer in? Something I mean, isn't like there, this? there's the lore of the bar in Kentucky that makes the jello shots out of the Pappy 23. Yep. yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it, like it was almost a, a way to get mad, you know, get back at the at the price and the fact that they only got a little bit, but so they get a bottle a year and they make jello shots out of it. Oh, good Lord. So I mean, jello shots out of Pappy 23. Yep, absolutely. Yep. That's a thing. That's, that's not a thing. Yeah. Look, um, <laughs> I'm not here to, as you all know, I'm not a very judgmental man. Fingers. Boy. I don't judge people <laughs> clearly at, 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 at all. Hang out. Yeah. I, I might possibly judge that, but I have the rock in front of me. I've got the big, uh, and uh, just in case you, you don't think this is real, that this is going to happen. Um, there it is. I have just poured my Old Forester birthday bourbon on the rock. When you add water, when you add ice, you are changing the proof. Water is the only thing you can add to bourbon and only to bring down the proof because it has to come out of the barrel at a certain proof. So when you add water and ice, certainly you're opening things up like air will open up a wine. You are changing by definition what it is that you're drinking. That's not necessarily a bad thing. No. But you have to know what it is that you're doing. So this is on uh, a, this cube right here. This cube is made out of distilled water, right? 
Yeah, it's so we get those from a place up in Fort Wayne, um, Fort Wayne, I, Indiana. Yeah, everybody. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, uh, I'm not really sure the whole dynamics of it, but yeah, I would assume it's distilled, purified. It's perfectly clear, um, and you can actually the it looks yeah. invisible when it's in the you can tell. when it's in the bourbon. It's 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 crazy. Oh, I'm going in, fingers away. It's it's actually distilled water and space age polymers. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm going in. Here we go. He's going in. He's doing the Memphis Munch. So no, that's that's what we call it. But what you, this is a twelve-year-old bourbon. Yes. So this comes from two thousand nine. Yeah. So that's when this you know uh, started. All right, I am now sipping this on a cube. You're gonna. Holy crap! This doesn't work for my palate. I don't even. I don't even know what to say. I am. I am in shock. There is something. There is something. Off, there's there's something off. I I, I I don't. Did you did you poison my glass? Well, I was going to ask you. Do you have your notebook? Did you what did you eat today? What did you, you drink do that today? with cigars? You <laughs> could also do that with bourbon. Um, hold on a second. I'm going back in. He's going back in. I'll tell you what. I put a couple of drops of cool water in it, and it did exactly what I thought I was going to do. It brought up more of the oak, took away the the cherry and that spice. It brought the up spice more of the spice. Popped a lot too. Yeah, I got yeah, I, I got the big spice note out of it. So I am flummoxed. I am. I, I'm, I'm. Wait a second. I'm pissed. Now I'm just. Um, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Good lord. All. All I know is is that I. 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 There are old Forrester products I enjoy tremendously. I don't know what to tell you, fingers, Malloy. But the the twenty. The I didn't lose my palate just from this. It's. It, it, it is not my palate. Well, it does surprise me I, because there is a lot of oak in this, and you usually gravitate more towards an oaky bourbon. I it do. must be the spice and that. Uh, that uh, but I, I don't I'm know a heat. rye guy by nature. Yeah. I prefer a rye over a bourbon every day of the week and twice on Sundays. None of that. The crowd is with me. My, <laughs> it, it doesn't make any. It's frustrating, and that is the part. It's frustrating when you hear about something. It's frustrating when you know it's special. It's frustrating when everyone's trying to find it and you've got it and you have this buildup, guys. You have this buildup fingers. You want this thing to be fantastic and then you sip it and you're like, is, is, is that Crystal Pepsi? <laughs> well, my question to you now is because you feel this way about it, you regret you didn't sell it? No, God, no. <laughs> I don't regret not to. Uh, my my uh, liquor cabinet, my my collection is is large, but I don't. I wouldn't say I have that many bottles of of note. When I get a bottle of note, I do not hold on to it. I'm not. I'm actually not interested in the collection. I am one hundred percent fingers committed to drinking the thing and drinking it with people because it is the experience that uh, to be able to share that and to share that with people allows me to learn, allows me to grow, allows me to build the palate as opposed to losing my palate. But I am, I am, I am pissed. I believe that is that I believe that is the Yiddish, uh, uh, that, that it's just for whatever reason, not working for my palate. That is, that is flooring me. Absolutely flooring me. We have got more Eat, Drink, Smoke on the way, and you can finish my bourbon if you'd like. Our new book, Let's Go Bourbon, the bourbon reader you've always needed, is now available on Amazon.com and our website, EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Pick up a copy today. So is it that the bourbon is old school, or is it that I need to go to school? It's one or the two. 
On this old Forrester birthday bourbon 2021, it's Eat, Drink, Smoke. Tony Katz, Fingers Malloy and Fingers, uh, you know, we dedicated the hour uh, to, to this because uh, the truth is people are enamored by the birthday bourbon. And then there are some bourbons like we've seen with, with the whole Pappy Van Winkle series and, and, and others that people have decided is the collectible. Eagle Rare 17 being one of those uh, kinds, kinds of bourbons. But just because it is the collectible, just because it is the rare, just because everyone's talking about it doesn't mean that it's, it's your thing. I have found this bourbon not to connect to my palate, but you are not somebody who looks to or gravitates to the oak as much as I do, no. as we discuss bourbon. And you're very happy with what you've got in the old I'm, I'm very happy. And it, it has to do with that spice and that heat that you were talking about. It also has enough cherry uh, in it to uh, make me happy. So all in all, I'm very pleased with it. If I could take like 30 seconds, Tony, I'm you, just curious. We, we shared this with our friends. Show of hands, did it meet your expectations? All right, so, that is almost half yeah. of, of, of the room where it met the expectations. Did it let anybody down? Anybody with, with, with a rate? Oh, oh, wait, it, it, it let my friend Donna here down. Donna was let down uh, by that. Is because it wasn't a big enough pour? It, <laughs> Ashana, sorry. It, 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 it was my mistake. It, was it a not a big enough pour? Was that it? Right. You, you, wait, too, wait, so wait, give me, just ra raise your hand. Too spicy? Too spicy. Too spicy. So that's too much, too oh. much, too much rye, yeah. as we would talk about, because there, there are certainly bourbons that don't have rye. They could substitute wheat. Those would be weeded bourbons, and that's what Pappy is known for, talking to Jeff Clark of the Indiana Liquor Group, a Taste for Whiskey podcast you can find on Instagram, and Brian Lerman, uh, the mixologist extraordinaire. I raise you from bartender to mixologist. You're welcome. Uh, at Blend Bar Cigar in Indianapolis, Indiana, Blend Bar Cigar. Uh, dot com. That mash bill, though, when you tell me something 72% corn, as this is, and only 18% rye, I'm expecting a better bit of maneuvering and blending that will put me towards the sweet. I didn't get it. Why? Well, I, that's a good question. It, there is, this is kind of considered more of a low rye bourbon. You know, I mean, at 18%, you've got 21, 28, even in, in the 30s on some of the bourbons. So this one's going to be a little more sweet forward, you would expect. So then we start talking about the barrel influence. So you're going to start getting notes of that spice. And, and that's what makes this different because, you know, they're pulling the notes. They're getting that flavor profile. And a lot of this is going to be coming from the, the barrel. So to your point, I had the 2015. I traded mine away. I tried it. Is that right? Absolutely. I traded it, and I chose to have like a. I wanted a Rock Hill Farms and a. Can't remember what Rock Hill Farms and. But this Rebel you would Yell. drink? No, this I'll drink. This is way. This is more bold. So the the 2015 was more flat, no spice, lots more vanilla, and zero fruit. So for me, that 2015, when I I was like, man, I paid for this. I don't even want this. So what that? So I'm not you. crazy, Brian. No. You see, you all, you fingers trying to make me think I was crazy. Like how dare you? You're a traitor to your nation. That's what you. That's what you said. Traitor to your nation. That's is what that, you is said. That, is that what I said? That is exactly. That's a quote wow. verbatim. I'll have the stenographer read it back to you. I do have a question for. Oh, we have a stenographer now. Well, wow! I didn't realize we had that in the budget. Eat, drink, smoke, nation is growing huge. <laughs> I, I do have a question for you, Brian, because uh, you know we talk about 
when someone comes into a cigar lounge for a first time and they ask uh, uh, you, you know, what what they should lean towards for a cigar, the first thing you'll you'll normally ask is what flavors do you like? Uh, with the explosion of, of bourbon, the popularity of, of, of bourbon. Do you tackle that the same way if someone comes in and says, listen, I'm not very familiar with bourbon. What should I try? Is it the same process? I talk to them about what they've had, um, like some brands that they've had, some brands that have stuck out. My goal is always to try to get them to have something they haven't had before while keeping it kind of in a similar profile of what they do like. Uh, but yeah, you. I mean, I usually wouldn't throw a cash strength bourbon at somebody that doesn't, you know, drink a lot. Um, you know, I would, you know, we would probably stay with something uh, bottled in bond or below there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the sweeter, the better. Usually, um, you know, this is complex like that. This definitely would be something you would save. But, um, but yeah, it's sweet, you know, stuff that's sweet, you know, bottled in bond or below. So that hundred proof or below right there is where is where we would start people off at. And the big rocks a big deal. I would definitely recommend the big rock. But it's so it is imperative when you're starting your bourbon journey or whether you're somebody who who does this professionally, if you, if you want to call it that, that there is not a right or wrong answer. Uh, we are right now we're writing a book about barbecue mm-hmm. and and a- after a lot of back and forth, the book starts out as this book is going to get us killed. And the reason for that is if you try and write a definitive book about barbecue, you're going to get destroyed. Everybody has a different thought, different view, different feeling. If Kansas City versus St. Louis, it's the same damn state. You go down to Texas, you head over to the Carolinas. It is remarkable. The things that you grew up with when the influences from your father, from your grandfather, the things that your mother taught you, those other things that were connected to it. You can't create a world where you're like, this is the definitive, this is it. Bourbon is exactly the same way, and as fingers as you and I talk about, I know you get into this a lot, the amount of intimidation that takes place for the person who's starting out, whether they're at the lounge or they're in a liquor store, the intimidation because they're told they're supposed to like something. That's the thing. That Once you overcome that, this whole world opens up great. Well, that's exactly it. you got to check your ego at the door and be uh, not afraid to look like a novice because you, you know we all start out not knowing about bourbon if you're going into to have a bourbon or, or cigars and you go to the experts and you ask questions and don't be afraid to ask questions because at, at a lot of times what they'll be able to do is save you some time point you in a direction <laughs> to where you can you can avoid a lot of bad product to get to the good, to get to the good stuff in the world of Old Forester, gentlemen, Jeff Clark from A Taste uh, for Whiskey podcast at Instagram and Brian Lerman, mixologist at Blend Bar Cigar, blendbarcigar.com. Of the Old Forester line, Jeff Clark, what is your Old Forester of choice? Oh, 1920, without a doubt. Right? Yeah. Because? It is everything that it's that classic bourbon with the proof, with the spice, and everything nice. I, I second that 100%. The 1920, is it's, that's my bottle from Old Forester. I think it drinks well, well above its price point. It's complex. It's big. 115 proof is a great number. It's, it, that's, my, that's my go-to. I'm curious. What is the price point for? Uh, for the poor, it's worth 18 bucks. Um, the bottle is usually around 45 retail. Is that about where you guys are? Yeah. See, once, right. once again, we're, we're looking at a product where, you know, a lot of times people think, well, I've got to spend $100, $150. Right. You're talking about under $50 for a, a great bottle of bourbon. Absolutely. It's terrific. 
price doesn't set it and, and other people's expectations doesn't set it. If you found this retail at $130, uh, you might buy it just because it's rare and you buy it and then you could create a special event around it. Whether you like it or not, you've got the experience of it, which is why I believe in drinking it. But on the regular fingers, could this be a regular pour for you? No. Is this a re- no? No, I don't think so. I, I would buy it if I could get my hands on it exactly as why you, you reference is, is for the experience to be able to share with friends. Say, listen, this is rare. We need to all try it. But I, I don't know if that is something that I would want to spend. There's so many other bourbons that we've t- just talked about that are less than $50 a bottle that I would prefer over this. See, the dumb thing is if I could get my hands on another one, I would do it. I, I would do it because I would then I would utilize it as as something. Mm-hmm. But if it was being poured, I would pass. Based solely, I know I'm getting looked at from some people like, what the? I, I listen to this schmuck. I, it, the profile, it, it, there's something, and you're not crazy if that's you. And I'm very, I am stunned that it is me in this case, fingers Moy. I am too. It, it because you said you like rye. That spice is there. The it. oak is there. This I should be it. right down your alley. Yet here I am, less in the alley. Brian Lerman, uh, blendbarcigar.com. He's also gonna be doing some reviews uh, for us at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. Uh, we just figured out how to be able to post uh, articles in the reviews, so you'll be seeing some of that. And Jeff Clark, uh, a taste for whiskey. Is that it? A taste yep, for whiskey. That's correct. Yeah. A taste for whiskey at Instagram and the Indiana Liquor Group. And appreciate you. Uh, Fingers Malloy, all I know is after this, we need to smoke some cigars. Yes. This is our job, people. Appreciate you. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. You see, now we're into something I know. Now we're into something I know that I like. I don't have to question whether or not I'm going to enjoy the Davidoff Dominicana 2014 because just a year ago, this was my cigar of the year. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy, the people who are with us because they got a chance to try the Old Forester birthday bourbon 2021, except for that man right there because he was a little bit late. We'll get you a pour, I promise. We're going to take care of you. We're going to do it because we're good people. And the, the 2021 birthday bourbon is one of those unicorns. You don't find it every day. On the retail market, if you could buy it retail, you could get it for $130 a bottle. Secondary market, $1,500 a bottle. And what we found out, Fingers Malloy, was you, huge fan. Me, not my bourbon, which is just weird as can be. But the Davidoff Dominicana is my cigar right here. This is the Toro. It is a 6x54, which means it's six inches long. <laughs> Always makes Fingers Malloy laugh. The 54 is the ring gauge, the diameter of the cigar, or basically how thick it is around. <laughs> Again, with the laughter right there, it's people people come far and wide, Fingers Malloy, just to see you teehee. This is a Dominican. We're talking about Ecuadorian in the binder and a whole mix of things in the filler, this cigar, to me, has just the perfect level of oil in the wrapper. That wrapper is really into the milk chocolate kind of brown right there, a light milk chocolate. It isn't the prettiest. It isn't the smoothest. But that feel on there. Now, sometimes I do like a little bit of grit fingers in, 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 the, in the wrapper. But that is just the right amount of oil. It still has a touch of resistance. It's not yet swayed. That's that's perfect. That is a perfect feel for a cigar fingers. Yeah, not only uh, does the the wrapper have that just right amount of oil, 
Uh, in the hand, it feels really good. It's not what we would call a, a wiffle ball bat. Uh, it's got the proper heft. It feels good in the hand. We just lit up the first third. Uh, lots of pleasant smoke coming off of it. I mean, you could tell it's it's well constructed, which is what you would expect from a Davidoff. I know you're very happy, especially following up after your experience with the Old Forester. Look, uh, you build something up like Old Forester Birthday Bourbon 2021, which the crowd... Uh, in in the main enjoyed uh, our, our guest Jeff Clark uh, from a taste for po- for whiskey podcast and Brian Lerman the mixologist of Blend Bar Cigar man they were thrilled they were overjoyed they're they're so happy and me I'm like man it missed my palate this does not miss my palate now uh, I do get asked fingers Molloy, when lighting a cigar how much is too much how much heat is too much heat we do this with a straight cut so right where the cigar is starting to create the cap and it's starting to come in a little bit that's where we cut i'm a believer in cutting shallow then you can always cut a little bit more off if you need to if you're not getting the proper draw the light you don't want to have the cigar the the lighter too far too close up you want the tip of that 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 heat to be on on the cigar you want to be moving it around in in the circle and you want to be able to get things to be orange i have not even taken a puff of that cigar yet and it is already lit you want that you want the cigar or, or the lighter to do the work so we get that question asked that question a lot you don't need to be doing the work by puffing your way into the experience let the lighter do the work for you yeah you, when you're smoking uh your cigar it, it's it, it's key to get a good light right off the bat and for the lighter i'd say about 90 percent of the of the light is is running the the lighter around the cigar and then the the final Lighting the just the, the puff at the end is only about ten percent of what really makes for uh, a good light. This cigar is starts off with wood, and it starts off with almost like 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 a musty dirt. I know that's a weird way to describe something, but man, does it work! And the way this thing builds with a, a little bit of spice, which is so weird because I didn't like the spice in the bourbon, but I absolutely like the spice in this. There's no, there's no comprehending what is your palate, what is it about, and also, it could very much be what you ate and drank. This is why we pull out the notebook. What did you eat that day? What did you drink that day? What was the weather like uh, that that day? Is the birthday bourbon that I had that wasn't for my palate? affecting how I'm engaging the cigar. Is it for you? Uh, well, that's what I was just about to suggest is I don't know if this is going to be a great pairing for me because of the spice of the bourbon mixed with the the, the spice from the cigar. I know some people like that. Uh, it, it may be a little bit too overwhelming uh, for my palate, but uh, boy, I'm willing to give it a go. You're a gentleman. You're a fine, upstanding young man. This is the Davidoff Dominicana 2014 this was my cigar of the year choice, and the reason it was my cigar of the year choice was not only in that flavor, and 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 at that time I was really enjoying wood in 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 my cigar. I was enjoying those cedars. I was enjoying those those wood uh, uh, flavors. The construction of this thing, when you talk about this thing having some heft, it's got a wonderful, wonderful feel. Fifty four is really the top of the ring gauge size I like to be. So a sixty four ring gauge is a full inch around. Right, so 54 is really the top because mouthfeel matters. How does it feel when you're smoking it? How does it feel in the hand? The reason people don't do Lancero so often, because it's a 38 ring gauge and it's small and it's dainty and it doesn't feel right. But how does it smoke? Flavor comes from the wrapper. It smokes sensationally. It's a crime it's, if you don't try a good Lancero. It is a, a, a jailable offense. 
We're talking about gulag. We're talking about some levels of torture. The, the whole thing, Fingers Malloy. But this cigar just hits all the pleasurable notes. And I, I you know, I'm not going to tell somebody who likes uh, birthday bourbon 2021, it fits their palate, that they're wrong. It's their palate. This fits my palate beautifully. Yeah, this is going to be, I'm going to go ahead and have a sip of my Old Forester birthday bourbon right now, along with the cigar and see just how much of a, if it, if it is overwhelming on the palate, because, you know, we, we so talked about So you're going to pair it. So you're, yeah. you're doing it neat. You got a little bit of cool water in there. Yeah, a little bit of cool water. So he takes a sip. Of the Old Forester Birthday Bourbon 2021, which you can find on the secondary market for $1,500 a bottle. We've got it right here. And how do you feel about it? It's nice. nice. Yeah. It actually, this cigar toned down the spice of the bourbon for me. Did it? Yeah, so it brought People out a little bit more People in the crowd that agreeing with you. Yeah, it brought up that that, that right, happened. Yeah, it brought up a little bit more of that cherry and a little bit more of the oak and took away some of that spice. I am convinced that the people who have assembled of Eat Drink Smoke Nation are only saying that because I didn't enjoy the bourbon and they're trying to make me feel bad. This is this is where I am with it. Uh, the Davidoff Dominicana 2014. Uh, now, fingers Malloy, the question is, is this cigar in your humidor? At $28 a stick. Well, $28... The answer is yes, Fingers. I'm so glad you agreed. It is 100% in my humidor at all times. At all times. At all times. Will you buy a box? I'll buy a box, right? Challenge accepted. Will you buy buy two? One for me and one for you. I don't even know who you are. That's exactly Uh, right. Is this this in your humidor? Oh, it's in my humidor. Uh, $26, $28 a stick... Listen, this is more of a, for me, a special occasion cigar. We start getting to $30. Uh, that's where I start saying to myself, well, yeah, it's, it's, it's a little high. But for this stick, I think it's worth it. Uh, I, I agree with you that we can find a, a myriad, a plethora, if you will, of sticks in the $15, $20 range, in the $12, $15 range that we could work with all day long. But there is no doubt that if I was a man who had the wherewithal, this would be my everyday cigar. Everyday cigar. Everyday, everyday cigar. I, I would do one of these a day. I'd be like, I'm sorry, I can't go to the baseball game, Slugger. Uh, Daddy has to smoke a cigar. Slugger. I'd go to the baseball game. I assume that's what you call the kids at that moment. So there's a running joke on Eat, Drink, Smoke and throughout Eat, Drink, Smoke Nation that when we find something, come across a cigar that has a little bit of sweetness, we say... It has a taste of marzipan. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is Fingers Malloy. Corey Johnson joins us right now, the owner of Blend Bar Cigar in Indianapolis, Indiana, also in Nashville, also in Houston, also in Pittsburgh. He's got his pour. He's greetings, greetings. Mugging to the audience. To he wants I the applause. To do that, He's yeah. got his pour of the Old Forester 2021 birthday bourbon. So marzipan is a confection. It's really a sugary confection. And JR was kind enough to bring us a tube wow. of marzipan yeah. so we could figure out what actually the taste of marzipan <laughs> is. So it's sugar, it's honey, it's almonds, almond paste. That's really what it's all about. So, so Corey, you, you have a long history in cigars, long history uh, with, with the Davidoff people and a host of others. This is a Davidoff lounge. Um, is marzipan a legit flavor to a cigar? No. Corey Johnston, <laughs> no, let me ask that again. No. Maybe, maybe the microphone wasn't working. Is it a legit flavor to a cigar? I mean, I've never experienced it, but I mean, I love marzipan. I love buttercream frosting, cream cheese frosting. I love it all, but I've never had that experience on the... Here, let me try it. Well, what about, what about a bourbon? Yeah, yeah. What about Have you a, ever had it in a bourbon? 
No. Oh, he's eating it. He's eating it right, right there. You squeezing it out for me? Well, here's like it's a ketchup packet at Burger no, King. No no, no, no. Here's the deal. I only enjoy my marzipan on fine china. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, um, I don't. I don't think tobacco gets that. All right, so we're, 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 we're trying it here. I'm, I'm trying it. Fingers. You're, you're, you have a spoon. I got my finger. To your health. Mm-hmm. Yes, I mean, I guess you get a little creaminess. You can get that out of a, a, a cigar when it hits the side of your palate and, and the front and the middle. You get that cream. You can get that with tobacco. Yeah, but I don't ever. I, I can't think of a cigar where I ever got an almondy kind of kind of flavor. Nut. Nut. No. I, I, yeah. Yes, like a nuttiness, sure, but it usually does connect mm-hmm. with, with 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 cream. And you're pairing it with the Old Forester Twenty Twenty, which is wonderful. Bourbon. Yeah, and you're, I get that with. I definitely get the the nuttiness with the birthday bourbon. So you're getting some out yeah. of that. Yeah. So uh, we were going through the birthday bourbon. I'm like, you know what? It doesn't work for my palate. It did, really? it, it, uh, it did not work for my palate. I'll take I'm a the guy. rest of the bottle. Then. Well, I don't even know your name. <laughs> I, I, I'm not. I'm not. I, I happen to be a guy who loves rye, and I, this has got 18% rye, 72% corn, 10% the malted barley. But something about it didn't connect, and and you know it was this conversation about palates and what moves people. And when when you are you know training people here and you're talking to people about cigars. You often have people asking, well, what is it that you like? What kind of foods that you like? And you try and pair that up. How, how confident do you feel in that as a connector between what they eat and what they should smoke? Well, yeah, we have to ask the questions first, you know, what they like. And, and also, it's about alcohol content. You know, you don't want a mild cigar with a real high-proof bourbon. That would, you know, but this is, uh, this is awesome. And, and I'm, I've had more of the Dominicana than you guys have had. You're still in your first third. I'm on my third. I'm on the last part, and this is excellent with it. I mean, this pairs very nicely. And is that um, because of the spice buildup as you get? Yep. Yeah, and I'm getting uh, uh, out of the cigar. I'm getting uh, that more of that cocoa, um, and and this birthday bourbon is absolutely wonderful. And it's not neither one is overpowering each other on the palate. Um, I had lunch today. Uh, but it's you know in the evening now, so I mean my palate's pretty clean, and, uh, but and this as, is wonderful. As for the thirds, you break up your cigar into thirds: first third, second third, final third, and you write down the flavors. What did you get? Because as you smoke, especially depending on the cigar, you're, you're going to be getting different flavors that come throughout, different levels of the heat. If the cigar has certain shapes, you might find you have more fill, uh, more wrapper to the binder and filler ratio. That's going to change how that cigar of uh, flavors out. Um, the marzipan was good. I actually thought it was going to be more overpowering in the flavor. Uh, by the way, I finished the tube while you were talking. <laughs> uh, the, the marzipan to me actually brought out a little bit of creaminess in the cigar, which is, yep. which is, which is odd for me. Well, because but, it hits your palate. And yeah. so, yeah, now the, the cigar, they'll do that. You know, uh, you might want to do, Tony, is on the old Forrester birthday bourbon. Um, when, when you sip it, did you let it roll on your tongue a little bit like you're sipping soup? You know, like let it um, roll on the tongue. It's, this know? isn't my first day. Well, I'm just saying because I just did that, and it, this is actually a, a fantastic pairing that I selected. <laughs> 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 but it, but but how true is it that sometimes you can build something up and it doesn't work for you? Oh, sure. Sometimes there's sure. just sure. You know, you you've tried many a cigar. You're you're a professional at this. And people rave about it, talk about it. Oh, you got to bring it into the shop. Oh, you got to try. Oh, you got to have it. And you smoke it. And you're yeah. like, there's just yeah. not a chance. 
It right. just does. You just don't think it's going to work right. Right. And you know, a, a lot of people come in and say you should serve sushi. You know, I mean, we're a bourbon cigar house, and um, and but you know, with cigars, uh, it's like it's like bourbon or good wine. You know, you want quality, and um, the Dominicana you guys are enjoying. Um, I'm not going to tell you what you're going to taste, but I will tell you this, and that is uh, this tobacco is all from the Dominican, right. so it's 100% Dominican. Um, a lot of the filler tobaccos are from two farms uh, owned by Hendrik Kellner, and, um, and they're actually his daughter's farms. And, uh, and the care that they went through this tobacco and this um, hectare, you know, they call it, for just this cigar uh, was extensive. And this is something that um, it was a one-time production, and when it's gone, it's gone. I think we have enough supply for probably to get us through the holidays, um, and so does Davidoff globally, but then it'll be gone. I mean, it was a, it's 2014 harvest. And, um, and, and it has a lot of rich notes to it. I would not uh, have this cigar um, as a beginner. This is definitely a cigar for someone who, in, you know, is experienced. And, and, this would and, play yeah. in the medium full. I, yeah, I would yeah, agree with yeah. that wholeheartedly. And, uh, and it's something you smoke very slow. It's a two-hour cigar. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, Fingers, if, what do you think? Well, I, I think it's wonderful. I, I, the question I have for you, and if you could break down in maybe just uh, one minute sure. or less is what should people consider when they're pairing a cigar with a drink? Uh, well, obviously it's what you like. I mean, no question. It is your enjoyment. But um, like a cigar like this, you want – I think this bourbon has a lot of flavor. Um, it's not high proof, right? 104. Yeah. This is 104. The highest so, in the birthday bourbon yep, line. Okay. And um, uh, I, I think – you need something to match up on the palate, but what's nice is the cigar on your tongue and the tip of your tongue, you taste sweet. The back of your tongue, you taste bitter. The sides are salty uh, and sour is in the middle. So you want something to coat the whole palate. And, and the bourbon definitely does that. The bourbon hits all your senses, and so does this cigar. And that's why they designed the cigar. That's why there's so many fillers. I think there's five different fillers right. in it. Plus the binder, plus the wrapper, so you have you know seven different tobaccos to hit that flavor, and 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 that will stimulate your palate, and so that's why you know you take a wow. a little sip of your bourbon, and then a, a, a let it roll on the tongue, a puff on the cigar, you and you should be in heaven like I am right now. You can consider me stimulated. It's Corey Johnston, Blend Bar Cigar, Indianapolis, Indiana. We have got more cigar for you. Fingers Malloy has got news of the week. Thank and, you, guys. Uh, Thank you. And congratulations. Uh, congratulations. Oh, we forgot why we're even here. We'll talk yeah, about that congratulations. next. Congratulations. Drink Smoke. It used to be that you only thought about tipping when you were dining at a sit-down restaurant. And right. now you're finding that whenever you go to anywhere to purchase food, whether it's sit-down restaurant or takeout or delivery, uh, you have to tip to the point where now the media is starting to talk about tip fatigue. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Fingers Malloy. He's Tony Katz. Find everything Eat, Drink, Smoke over at our website, eatdrinksmokeshow.com. Now, Tony, uh, the story from CNBC. Americans have tip fatigue post-pandemic. Diners are less inclined to tip generously for takeout. This seemed to be kind of a post, or at least at, at the time COVID happened in a post-COVID where you're seeing uh, 
you know, it's kind of expected that you're you're to tip, not just if you go to a restaurant or a bar, but uh, you know, I went to uh, a local farmer's market here and just bought uh, some coffee. Uh, not a cup, but a bag of, 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 of beans, and there was a, an opportunity to tip. And I thought to myself, okay, is this getting out of hand? Uh, it, the answer is yes. But, I mean, all the tipping was because you had so many hospitality workers out, out of work, out of business. COVID destroyed their opportunities, and people wanted to be helpful. It turns out, you know, Americans are super helpful people. They, 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 they want to be supportive of where they live. But the reason people go to Quick Serve is because they don't want to tip the reason uh you know they go a lot of places they don't want to have the sit down experience because if it's if if the tip is i believe that article says the average tip is 20 percent. yes so if you're adding 20 percent on things it starts to get costly inflation is through the roof everything is costing more that extra 20 percent is the difference between going out or not do you really need somebody it's like that uh it, there's a south park episode where where randy marsh is is going to whole foods and every time he goes to whole foods would you like to give a dollar to the children to the children in need uh no i'm good okay well if you just sign here that you don't want to give a dollar to the children in need and he signs there and if you just say into the microphone that you want little johnny to starve and die that would be terrific if you just say that little johnny should starve and die and it should be a painful death just say that and then and then we can we can cash you out and you can be on your way the, people don't want they don't want to feel like they're doing something wrong by admitting that they may not have right now the expendable cash for 20 percent. yeah because so many people like you said uh, may not be able to afford to to go and dine in now because everything has gotten so expensive so they're thinking well one of the things i'll be able to save on is is picking up my food and then you're still tipping 10 20 and the thing is you know it feels like tipping has really evolved over time more it used to be what 30 years ago 10 percent was standard right and now it's it's bumped up to 20 percent is standard if it's any it, it, there's a kind of a, a thought that anything less than 20 percent you're not satisfied with this with the service the problem is we don't tip about whether we're satisfied with service we tip because we're afraid not to tip that's the problem because uh, and i will say this clearly i will say this to restaurateurs i will say this to to servers the lack of service is through the roof. And I will give you the prime example. The prime example, ladies and gentlemen, of the lack of service goes like this. If I am in a place where you want me to pay $28 for an entree, if when you bring me the entree, you hand it to me, but you don't sit it down or place it down in front of me, why am I tipping you? I'm doing the work. <laughs> I find that to be such an absolute ridiculous lack of service. The plate goes in front of me. Now, if it's a table of 12 and someone's reaching across because it's the only way to be configured, I, I can live with that. I can appreciate it. I'm paying $28 or more an entree. You can walk around the table and place it so I feel like there's an experience as opposed to mom just dishing a little more mashed potatoes on top of whatever chicken tenders I was eating because I was just in the mood for chicken tenders. You didn't, you didn't tip mom? Tip mom? Look at the sun she got. <laughs> I don't... I, I, I have... I, that woman blessed. By the way, mom... You're welcome. <laughs> but, but, but there is, there, I, I would argue that there is a real service. The only place you can get service, seemingly, is Chick-fil-A. Everything else can't. Can, <laughs> waffle fries will bring people together. People are wooing Chick-fil-A. Wow. <laughs> 
Uh, but but that is that is my issue that there's a lack of service. Yeah. So the idea of tipping more is is unfathomable. I think the twenty percent. I'm going to get yelled at. I'm okay with this. In a post-COVID world, the 20% is too high. Wow. Well, I do think that the tipping goes along with the other patients when it comes to people were, were trying to be understanding with the staff shortages, right? Oh, absolutely. So people were thinking, okay, it, my meal's going to take a little bit more time, and I'm fine with that. I'm just grateful to be out and be able to be at a restaurant again, and I will tip generously based on the fact that I can have this dining experience again. And now you're finding that uh, people, because of inflation, are starting to reevaluate the cost of, of, of tipping. And so, you, so there has to be a rethink from the, the restaurant side. It's very hard to get angry at somebody who's dealing with eight and a half percent in inflation, and Lord only knows where it's going to be uh, in 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 the month coming, uh, and and deal with the fact that everything is costing them more in their everyday lives. You know, we talk about what supply chain has done to actual items. We talk about food being up thirteen point one percent year over year. We talk about energy costs, where gas is thankfully uh, at four dollars a gallon, and we're saying thankfully about four dollars a gallon. Right. The one thing that we have never discussed, Fingers, is what is happening to utility costs, electricity, water. The basic things are going up. In, in, in our beloved Indianapolis, uh, the, the local utility, AES, got a rate increase, is looking for another rate increase. People are going to make seriously hard choices this winter if this inflation continues, and that's what it's projected to do, about heat and food. Especially in Europe. You're focusing on the United States right now, but there are some scary stories about how much natural gas and, and utilities are going up in, say, Great Britain, where some families may be making some decisions about being able to, to pay for heat or food. And it's, it's, it's going to be a long, cold winter in Europe. The New York Times did a, did a story where there are people in America, they were talking about the United States, even though it deals with companies around the globe that are in, in this world of buy a now, pay later. They are financing groceries. When you have that situation, if someone is capable of going out to a meal, the restaurant has to recognize what it is the customer is going through. That's a difficult thing. Well, you know, we're, we're here at Blend Bar Cigar in Indianapolis, Indiana, blendbarcigar.com. The person who is coming here has an expendable income. We understand this. Right. There's a lot of times, fingers that you and I are smoking on the back deck, uh, on your on your back patio, uh, th things like that, because we were able to get the cigars and we didn't want to go out and spend more on cigars. We have them and it's it's a, it's less expensive uh, to, to do. It, it, it affects all the things. There are some industries that by nature, uh, people have a little more expendable income in 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 the main. But when you are being eaten alive by these costs, tell me somebody who isn't paying for electricity. Yeah. It, it, it affects everyone. And I do think the restaurants have to start recognizing that. The problem is that the restaurant may have to recognize it by saying, okay, we can't stay open. Yeah. That's the part. I am fearing what this winter brings in terms of closing. Me too. And prices are going up everywhere. Walmart just announced that Sam's Club is raising their annual membership fee for the first time in nine years. And that's the sign of the apocalypse. It's over. It's over. Now, it's only going up five bucks, 45 to, to, to 50 bucks, and they will give you a, a basically a $5 uh, credit 
kind of, kind of coupon. Kind and of I, I may be off base here for you know folks here that maybe are, are Sam's Club members. I there's so many opportunities to get a discounted Sam's Club membership. I think I paid like ten dollars for mine in, in three months ago, and I got a ten dollar gift card back, so it was basically free. So I think there are opportunities for you to go out and, and still save on a Sam's Club membership. You may have to put that link at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. People be taking the fingers deal. The was, there, was, there, was there a fingers deal? The fingers deal? Uh, it's a fingers deal. Well, the only fingers deal I ever heard of was a five-finger discount. That's the, don't do that. That's stealing. And that right there is wrong. It is the Davidoff Dominicana 2014. I'm into the second third of this cigar. And that spice has built a little. That cedar is there. I, this cigar still knocks me over in terms of construction, in terms of flavor. And that... Old Forester Birthday Bourbon 2021. Uh, you got the notes of cherry. You got the notes of oak. It worked beautifully for you. It did not work for my palate. If you get the chance, you got to at least try it and then decide for yourself and the people who came out to see us today. Appreciate you. I love you. Find everything at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Have a wonderful Labor Day. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Follow Eat, Drink, Smoke on social media, on Twitter, at Go Eat, Drink, Smoke. On Facebook, facebook.com slash eat, drink, smoke, and Instagram at eat, drink, smoke podcast.